Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. Hello. Welcome to another Disney Brit Bite Size with me and with Alan. Hello, Alan. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I don't know why I always ask you how you're doing because I don't really care. No, well, I know this is true that you don't really care at all, and um, I'm just contractually obliged to care. Yeah, I've noticed that you occasionally you like things that I do on Facebook, but not very often. Yeah, not not that often. <laughs> anyway, we've, all, we've not only got Alan with us for bite size this week. We've also got our good old mate. It's Len Tester. Hello, Len. Hello. How are you? Hey, right? I'm good. Yeah. How are, are you? Good. I'm doing well, thank you. Excellent. I, I can't believe it's nearly a year since I last saw you. Well, not nearly a, really a year. It was year? August, so I suppose now April <laughs> is not nearly a year, but you know, it's, it's that long ago. Um, we've got Len on with us because um, we're doing what we always do with Bright Bite Size, where we've created a sketch a few episodes ago, and we're going to replay the sketch today, and we're going to talk to you a little bit more about something related to that sketch. So, Alan, do you want to explain a little bit about um, what we're doing this week? Okay, well... Um I think it was, oh, I'm going to make a guess here. I think it was about show 155 you've released a sketch. You say guess, you've looked at that. I haven't, that was just a, oh, was it? just hoping that follows on from the last show <laughs> that we did. I think it's great. Um, and we, we did a sketch and it was about, um, well, the title of it was called My Magica Magic Plus Plus. And the concept behind it was about Disney's My Magic Plus and how it's how it's worked, how it, if, is there any shortcomings of it? And how Disney have sort of developed the idea to create the sort of the experience for everybody. Yeah, and I think that's the best way of saying it as a, a precursor to the to the episode. Um, obviously, this is also a special episode because it is a, a precursor to our park overviews that are going to follow on the next four shows. And you know, if you can get to the concept of My Magic Plus sorted out properly, yeah, that makes the rest, of you, for the rest the trip will be perfect for you. Yes, yes, our, our our park overview marathons that are coming up over the next few episodes. It'll be absolutely fine. Right, so as always, we are going to start with playing you that sketch that we played in the show way back. So here it is. It's the My Magic Magica Plus Plus or something along those lines. Here it is. <laughs> so the snowman says, that's funny. I can smell carrots too. <laughs> okay, anyway, now it's it's time for some serious work. Guest experience improvements. Right, we've started that many projects and not finished them. We have secret projects that we haven't even explained yet and not announced them. We're ready to start another installation of improvements. But surely we've nearly exhausted our idea barrel. Where are we going to get the new ideas from? Don't worry. I have a secret weapon. Hi, Sarah. Um, will you send in helping hands? Hans, we've allocated 47 million to your development fund, and I believe you're ready to unveil our secret weapon. This is correct. Your cash donation was a bit on the small side, but it was just managed to come within the budget. Here is your five cents cash back. I really think this time we will really have the universal sweating in their Florida sun chat now. <laughs> you will have to excuse me for two minutes while I go and get the weapon.
Do we know anything about the project? Nope. Hans insisted on total privacy and wouldn't let... Okay, behold the Mouska Brainstorm. <gasps> We've had the best team of Disney Imagineers working on the Mouska Brainstorm. We have written the most complicated algorithms into the project and employed the highest level technicians to implement such cutting edge technology. Hans, you've excelled yourself again. Tell us, how does it work? You will notice the large purple wheel has 200 titanium alloy rods attached to its perimeter. Yeah. In between each rod and the next rod is a picture. Each picture represents a different part of Walt Disney World. Uh -huh. By exerting some pulling force on the rod, we can accelerate the wheel into a spinning motion. This, in turn, sends the... Um, uh, we, we spent four weeks working on this part. Hang on a second. Uh, yes, that's right. We call it... The clacker. The clacker flaps and slaps each titanium alloy rod in turn and provides a braking system onto the wheel. 47 million? Less five cents. Shh, silence. The categories that we are looking at on this wheel is uh, health. Uh huh. Okay, we, there's been a few health issues recently and we want to make sure we get that sorted out. Uh -huh. This is represented by a picture of someone sneezing. Uh huh. We've analyzed the guests are spreading far too many germs. Okay. Uh huh. F frozen, this is the next category. We have a picture of one of the snow princesses. Uh-huh. Uh, we have crowds. Crowds is also... We, we, we still never have, like, too many or not enough. Uh-huh. So uh, we've got a picture of some people pushing and they're booming against each other. I hate that. I hate that when people get in your personal space, you know what I mean? Keep keep your distance. Uh-huh. We've got uh, Disney Cruise Line. We've got a picture of the sea. Uh-huh. And uh, the little tiny daisy flowers. It's, it's, it's looking at the nature. Our, our fake, fake Disney natural nature is not natural enough. Like our Florida African swampland needs to be more African Florida swampland. And what's the picture of you for? I, I get to spin the wheel again. Okay, so the idea is we spin the wheel. No, I spin the wheel. Okay, Hans activates the mouse brainstorm and wherever it lands, we implement an improvement within the next six weeks. Six weeks? That's not the Disney way. Six weeks. Ready? Here we go. <laughs> Okay, uh, we, we wait for the wheel to slow down a little bit through the braking force, and uh, I, I will try to explain what is happening, okay? It's uh, still a bit too fast, um, I can't see the pictures. Okay, as uh, sneeze, no, sorry. Sneeze, see, no, hang on a second. Da Daisy, right, slowing down a bit more, two seconds. Okay, here we go. Hand sneeze on a boomsy daisy. Hands sneeze on a boomsy daisy. Hands sneeze on a boomsy daisy. Hands sneeze on a boomp. Boomp. Crowds. Crowds. That's it. All right. Listen up, everybody. Our selected project is to improve crowding at Walt Disney World. You have six weeks. Do not fail me. Imagine knowing where your room key was 24-7. Imagine walking straight to the front of a crowded theater. Imagine dining with your family and friends without ever touching your wallet. Imagine if all the features you loved got more complicated. 
Welcome to Disney's My Magicker Magic Plus Plus. We've added more magic and more plus to your old Disney experience. When you thought it couldn't get any more confusing, try My Magicker Magic Plus Plus on for size. Let's start 290 days out from your Disney vacation. You will now be able to book your ADR Plus reservations. This means in 100 days from now, you will have first choice at the advanced dining reservations. Think of it like a reservation for a reservation, that is, a position in line for the next available table. You will be seated shortly. Next up is My Magic Band Plus Ankle Band. The Ankle Band is a GPS trackable and will allow us to trace your movement around the parks. You will now be able to locate your family and friends as well as follow Mickey's actual footsteps. PhotoPass Plus Plus. PhotoPass enabled you to be in your family's photos instead of taking them. PhotoPass Plus enabled us to store them and group them more efficiently while adding your Disney character friends into the shots. PhotoPass Plus Plus adds Disney strangers into your Disney photos. They're only a stranger until you've never met. And finally, our flagship addition to the whole My Magicker Magic Plus Plus experience. FastPass Plus Plus. The old FastPass meant lining up at machines to get a time allocation to start lining up at an attraction. FastPass Plus took out the machines and allowed you to book online. FastPass Plus Plus has brought back the ticket machines you love so much. Simply book your time slot to start lining at the machines online up to 60 days in advance. You'll gain faster entry to the machine if you allocated your time attraction slot. Disney, making family vacations complicated. For the past 10 years, Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando attraction tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando attraction tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523 That's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226-8523. I'm telling you, man, every third blink is slower. The 60s weren't good to you, were they? Right, welcome back to the Disney Brit Bite Size episode where we're looking at My Magic Plus. I've got Alan with me and I've got Len. You're both still there. Still just here. still there just okay so we've just played you the uh, sketch that we did to do with uh, the mind magica magic plus plus of which len believes he's going to get t-shirts made up which i'm, uh, I'm getting t-shirts made <laughs> My magicka plus plus. and the background music it was brilliant oh, oh dear that, that was the days when the uh, courage band worked really well it's for all, me it's also due oh. to alan having this real need to make everything as over the top and as possible so i don't dread to think how many hours alan spent doing that but there we go um 
Right, it gets ridiculous. We're not talking things. about Alan's editing skills <laughs> anyway. We are talking this evening about uh, My Magic Plus. So, Alan, let's um, start off with what exactly this is, shall we? Okay. Well, I, I personally have I've not been to Disney yet since they've implemented the My Magic Plus. I am going within the next, as we've decided tonight, is about 58 days approximately. And um, I thought, well, first of all, we'll start off with an overview of what is My Magic Plus. So, as I've never experienced it, so I'm going to open it up to you two guys to sort of give us a, a quick view of the main concepts behind it. Okay, so um, I'll start off and all the bits that I'll miss, which is probably most of it Len will fill us in with. Um, the My Magic Plus is a way of you being able to book dining reservations. It's able to link uh, your fast passes. It's able to link your hotel reservations and your friends and all those people to be able to plan your vacation together as a family. So uh, you're able to book your fast passes up to 180 days out if you're staying in a Disney resort. It allows you to do the same with your dining reservations as well. And all of those things can be linked to uh, a magic band, which which is a, almost a bracelet that you can wear and uh, you wear it for your entire vacation. You end up with a lovely tan line around your wrist as well, which is if you, when you've been wearing it for a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, you're able to use it to swipe for your dining reservations. You use it as your hotel room key. You use it as your uh, fast pass as well. And uh, it's basically an all-in-one device that allows you to do everything. It's pretty much it, I think, isn't it, Len? It is, and uh, don't forget, you can um, your uh, tickets. If you don't, uh, oh, if you're course, staying offsite, yeah. you uh, your tickets are RFID okay. enabled as well, and they function the same as a magic band. Yes. So, so. The, the key is the little uh, radio frequency ID. Yeah. Chip that's in both of those. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your idea, and, and you can use. Uh, there's an app. Um, called uh, my magic which um you can actually do it's called my disney experience and mm -hmm. it allows you to uh plan everything on the go and also uh, plan everything ahead of time as well and i've still got it on my phone even though i've not used it for a little while but it's, it's definitely still there so that's okay. pretty much so, it Adam. so so what we've decided is it's it's room key it's room park key. tickets yeah. mm -hmm. it's a way of payment yes oh we forgot it's about a, that yes it is um it's also your fast passes yeah mm -hmm. um what about PhotoPass? Yes. It's also PhotoPass. Also yeah. PhotoPass as well. So it's pretty much everything in one. So it's everything <laughs> that you possibly didn't want. <laughs> the PhotoPass <laughs> thing is actually pretty neat. Yeah, uh, it, it is. Being able to link it automatically, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but, but really, I would say it's two things, right? It's the physical device that you wear. It's, it's also the fact that Disney is trying to make every aspect of your vacation uh, internet-enabled. Yeah. Right? So you should be able to plan every aspect of it on the internet, more importantly, without having to contact one of those pesky, expensive Disney cast members to help you do the planning, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it is. You know, it's cutting them out, isn't it? Even to the point of when we talked about this on a show recently, that uh, you can now bypass check-in. You can right. check in before you get there, and you can just go up to your room with your magic band or your room key, whatever, and swipe it, and it opens your door. I think, I think yeah. uh, in the future they'll uh, they'll bring your food automatically on little trays. It'll be like a Wally, <laughs> just small Wallys going around everywhere. Brilliant! Exactly. Well, I, actually, you sort of say that almost as a joke, but really, they do something like that in the uh, BL Guest. Yeah. Yes. yeah, they do. Yeah. If the, they if really the trolleys do. didn't require cast members to push them around, yeah, it'd be it, fine. It just turns up, take your food, off it goes. It'll, it'll, it'll be the new uh, the new thing they put into Epcot. <laughs> Imagine it'll be what comes next. But, but um. um I think I think it's a fantastic concept, but obviously there's the there's the physical aspect of the band, yeah, um, which I, I get to grips with, and I can understand the concept between using that as your park ticket because you've, you know, it's it's one less thing to worry about carrying around yeah. your room key and your wallet and all that. I think the 
to me, the co most complicated part of it comes on when it's linked to the My Disney Experience website. Because previously in the past, you would do your ADRs mm -hmm. and you'd get loads of 16-digit codes or yep. was it 12-digit codes? Yeah. And you'd write them all down. But now we're now trusting this to a, an app or a program online. Um, to me, it's starting to add an element of confusion and complexity into it. I think it depends. You know, I, you're in a situation that you've never used it before, and I think the first time I ever used it, it, it took me a while to get to grips with what exactly I could and couldn't do with it. But now, I, next time I go back, I know exactly what I'm doing with it. It makes life a lot, lot easier. It's kind of trial and error to start off with, like anything. Do you do you use it for for your AD, the my Disney experience for your ADRs and stuff like that? Me? Or do you, is, is there not yeah, an option? Not there's, to? there's no way around it. Yeah, no. you have to use it. Yeah, you have to use it. You must you must uh, have a my Disney experience account to make an ADR and uh, and a VASPAS yeah. reservation. Right. And I've um, actually is it it's a, a slight workaround which I've I've found out with my um, booking thing that I've been doing. Um, I've been doing a few tours, which we can't do on the My Disney Experience yet. Yeah. And occasionally I've rang up, and I think I was booking um, Cinderella's brec the breakfast at the yeah. Royal Table. Royal Table yeah. mm -hmm. I can't even remember the name of it. Yeah, Cinderella's Royal Table. Um, yeah. And I, I rang up to get first dibs on it to try and make sure I got there, and I was assigned it via my email address, and I was given all the codes, which I then manually put back into my my, my Disney, Disney experience yeah. app um, account. Yes, that's one way of doing it. Yep. Um which although is is a long way around it and it did work in the end, but it it added issues to it by um forgetting the numbers and having to ring back up to try and find the numbers. <laughs> um I had a fifty minute phone call which was um which was really nice. Five zero minutes? Fifty or fifteen? Fifty. Fifty oh wow. Wow. Okay. The, um, the, the the thing with you can't you can't fault Disney cast members because they go out of the way to help you. And yeah. the person I spoke to, I said, "Look, I've I've mislaid a, a number. Um, I can't remember what it was." They said, "I will be able to trace it back from your credit card." But she said, "I will pass you to a different department, but I'll stay on the line." So she put us through this this number, and she said, "Right, okay, I'm you're in queue at the moment. I'll stay with you the full time. It's a forty five minute wait." Wow. And true, this this person that stayed on the phone with me stayed there every sort of minutes. five to ten minutes, kept giving me updates to see where I was in the queue. And I thought that's dedication. Anywhere else, it would be listen to the music, shut up, you're on the in the queue. <laughs> you just yeah. hold on, you're fine. And people would half expect you to hang up. Now, and I, then <laughs> it. I'm I'm an advocate of my Magic Plus. I've got a, a say. Um, I like it. I think it works. But again, from a selfish point of view, I I stay on site. Um, so for me, it works brilliantly. 180 days out, I can go on, I can book everything I need to, and it's brilliant. For those people who are staying off-site, obviously yeah. it's much more of a pain, and, and the idea of only getting 60 days out and these fast passes running out and people suddenly buying fast pa getting fast passes for things that they wouldn't normally get is a real yeah. pain. Uh, the downside to it is if you're going with somebody who isn't staying on-site and you're booking your 180 days out and they can't necessarily book this or this or this, that can cause a bit of an issue. Um, but what I'm kind of really interested in, this is one of the reasons we brought Len on, uh, we had a kind of a conversation about this previously is about what it's done to wait times in the park but also what it's done to the distribution of guests in the park Alan, you were saying a second ago that um, yeah. 
you're now seeing that there's cues for things like Living with the Land and great movie Ride and all those sort of things. So I'm kind yeah. of interested in learners to see what a difference this Fast Pass Plus has made to, to people's experiences. Well, it's definitely evened uh, crowds out around the park. And, and what you see is a reduction in the wait times at most of the headliner rides. Right. Um, and, and an increase in the wait time at sort of the secondary or tertiary attractions around the parks. So uh, in, in, if you look at things like Expedition Everest, Rock and Roller Coaster, Toy Story Mania, Test Track, Space Mountain, all of those wait times are down. Peak wait times are down by an average of about 10 minutes. Right. Um, which is which is an amazing thing, right? Um, yeah, well, it is. You know, you've got those big attractions that are now short of you, you know, like my, my experience from the Fast Pass in the past, when you gain entrance into the queue, you think you've got your Fast Pass, which is getting you to the front of the queue, which doesn't really get you in a secret hidden queue. Shorter line. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shorter line, but sometimes you can be waiting quite a length of time. Do, has the Fast Pass queue length increased? Yes. Uh, so the uh, the line, uh, the wait to use the Fast Pass has definitely increased. Uh, and we think it's increased by uh, about a third. Wow. Right. So, um, and, and uh, the way that we, we figured this is, is this. We used to time the waits in line pre and post FastPass Plus. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And before, a good rule of thumb was um, your maximum weight using a FastPass was going to be uh, somewhere between 10 and 15% of the posted wait time. So if the posted wait time at Soren was 60 minutes, you would wait somewhere between 6 and, you know, 9 minutes. Yeah. Right, okay. okay, and and that's that's just life, right? I mean, you can't you can't walk onto every attraction. No. No, that's yeah. fine. Now now it's somewhere between fifteen and twenty five percent. Wow. Okay. Yeah, which means your wait is somewhere between you know ten and fifteen minutes. Now, and there's an offset to this as well within the My Magic Plus, uh, the Disney Experience app. Sorry, it <laughs> gives you wait times. Now, I know we've had a conversation about this myself and Len that um, the wait times that are posted on the My Disney Experience app are not necessarily accurate. No, they're not. Um, and every, every theme park does this, so this isn't a, a Disney thing. No. Um, there are many instances... So There's two issues that, that Disney faces. One is um, when the parks are very, very crowded, Disney uh, needs a way, besides FastPass Plus, um, of distributing people uh, to other underutilized parts of the park. So FastPass Plus goes a long way of moving people to attractions like primeval world and it's tough to be a bug and journey into imagination that people wouldn't normally go to because they're not they're not very good mm -hmm. yeah um but the sometimes the, uh disney needs uh you know a more blunt instrument to do that and what they do then is they uh they jack up the uh, posted wait times at certain attractions to the point where very few people would actually want to get in line for that yeah so a classic example is um over christmas or uh, over the holidays at uh space mountain They'll post a, uh, a, a wait time uh, outside of you know, 210 minutes, wow. even early in the morning when, when Disney's own internal metrics say uh, the wait time is you know, 50 minutes or 45 yeah. minutes or something like that. And right. what they're doing there is they're trying to signal people, go somewhere else. Yeah. 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 It, would, it would definitely work for me. And, and it's an interesting, I've kind of got a bit of a, a, an anecdote to do with this, um, and I'm going to plug Lens um, touring plans now. Uh, there's an app Thanks. called uh, There's an app called um, Lines, 
which uh, mm-hmm. touring plans does. And um, I thought Lines was broken when I was there last year. Um, <laughs> and the reason I thought Lines was broken was because um, I'd gone into the I'd, well, I'd gone into the park on my own. Uh, it was extra magic hour for Hollywood Studios, and I decided I was going to go and ride Star Tours a million times to try and get as many of the combinations as possible because nobody okay. else wanted to ride it. So bearing in mind I knew the family were coming to Hollywood Studios the following day, I thought to myself, I'm sure we, we, we decided we were going to have a competition on. Midway Mania. So I thought I'm going to cheat and I'm going to sneak on Midway Mania once, have a practice, ready for tomorrow, not tell anybody. So I'd done Star Tours a few times and I looked on the My Disney Experience app and it told me that the wait for Toy Story Midway Mania at it was about half past 11 at night was 70 minutes. Yeah. Right? And I was let, me, like, let me guess what you actually waited. What? You are kidding me. 70 minutes? You are having a yeah. laugh. So I opened up lines, and it told me the wait time was 25 minutes. I was going to say 21, but okay. (laughs) And I went, well, this lines doesn't work, does it? 25 minutes, and that says 70 minutes. That can't be right, surely. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to queue anyway. And 25 minutes later, I hop on to... Yeah, Toy Story Midway Mania. Toy Story Mania is a classic for uh, for for. Um, I mean, it's sort of the example I almost always give. Yeah, uh, for for Disney inflating the wait times, especially at night. So, if you want to uh, an accompaniment to your My Disney Experience app, you need to get Touring Plans Lines app because genuinely it works an absolute treat. Oh, so you. there we go. It really does. So save me crazy. fifty minutes. There you go. Yeah, it is. It is crazy that that happens, but. It did. It saved me a very, very, very long time, and it meant I got to ride Star Tours a few more times before I left, which was even better. Yeah, one of the yeah. things I like about uh, about lines is we'll actually show you um, the actual wait times that other people have just experienced. Yes, which is on brilliant. their rides. Yeah, so it's, you can people can and input those, and then they obviously they go into your data and they sort of yep. work with your algorithms and all that sort of stuff, which is that makes a massive difference. Does Great. um is 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 your um lines app is it like a GPS tracker? Is it literally someone's gone in and they said right, okay, I've done seventy minutes. They've got a, uh, someone's uh, someone's actually gone in the uh, the GPS resolution isn't quite uh, good enough for all of the rides, especially right. when uh, when the uh, the point at which you get on the ride and get off the ride is deep within a uh, a structure like Space Mountain. But the timer works really well. Yeah, the timer's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we have we have sophisticated ways of filtering out things that are obviously wrong. So. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. I, I think I use that quite a lot. So I, I would I obviously have it open. I would have it open for three reasons. One, to see what the next ride was for the for the time. Two, because I wanted to test how close it was to the time I waited. And three, so I could input the time in, so it added to the to the data that was already there. So it's quite a nice uh, way to pass some time. Yeah, totally. Um, on a previous episode of Disney Brit, we were talking about um, fast passes mm. and um, guest experience, and I remember that. My previous experience of going to Dinosaur in Animal Kingdom was yep. that there was never a queue. No. And but, now there is. <laughs> yeah, but now there is, exactly. And now um, there is, yeah. So, is this a direct relationship to FastPass Plus being enabled? Yeah. I, I think definitely it is for a couple of reasons. One, um, because of where Dinosaur is located in the park, when under the old FastPass system, you really had to know what was there, and yep. you had to be in that particular section of the park to get a fast pass for it. Right. Um, but now, it because it's be. online, more people are aware of it. And also, uh, this is something interesting, because it starts with the letter D. It appears at the top. It appears at the top, yeah. right? So more people pick it. Yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. Now, actually, well, so the, I was going to add on to the, yeah, the on fact then. that on, on some of the part, the fast pass choice that you're given, obviously you're given a choice of three, mm-hmm. you're, you're limited into groups. 
as in you've got to choose one from one set of park attractions and two from another. Um, bizarrely, uh, Magic Kingdom doesn't seem to have this limitation. It's uh, more Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Um, but one of the weird ones in this one where you've got to choose out of one in Hollywood Studios, you've got, for example, Toy Story Mania. I can understand mm -hmm. that. Yep. Rock and Roller Coaster. I can understand sure. that. Yeah. Fantasmic. Yeah, I can understand that too. Um, I've been st stood underneath the air uh, cranes on that one before. And um, in the Beast Live on stage. But then also the great movie raid. I didn't yeah. even know that was Fast Pass enabled. Yep. It wasn't. <laughs> There's a it lot wasn't of them until and yeah. the wait times have gone up for it. So. Haunted Mansion wasn't. And then is you know there's a quite a few attractions that have had fast pass added to them in order to work with fast pass plus and just out of interesting i don't know how uh whether you know about this len Fa phantasmic fast pass we've done yep. a load of attractions in hollywood studios we got some t we could book an extra one and we weren't sure what to go for and we thought i tell you what we'll go we'll get one for phantasmic it saves having to queue with everybody else and then it saves us some time for food and things like that but by the time we got to our phantasmic fast pass in order to get in it, it seemed completely pointless because you have to you have to queue up in the fast pass line yeah. almost as long as you pray. Right? Yeah, this is this are a couple of frustrating things with fast pass for not only for Fantasmic but for wishes and for illumination. So one of them is is that if you if you want a good seat, you still have to queue up the same amount of time in advance as right. you used to do when it was yeah. when it was standby. Um, <laughs> so it, in terms of saving time, it doesn't it doesn't really save you time. The only thing it really does now is it sort of guarantees you a spot because uh, you won't be shut out of those particular shows yeah. if you've got right. a Fast Pass reservation. And you can now uh, with your standby, even if you're queuing for an hour standby. Are there uh, any other Fast Passes like that that are pointless? There, uh, pointless, there, there are pointless, but you know what I mean. A few. Um, I, I don't know that I would ever get a... I don't know that I would ever get a Fast Pass for, for something like The Seas with Nemo and Friends yeah. or... Um, actually, there's a lot that aren't really useful. Um, just Captain, Captain EO. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mad Tea Party, yeah. Living with the Land. You know, depending on the time that you go uh, and, and you know, what, you're, what, you're, what else you're doing during the day, a lot of them aren't really useful. And this is sort of the thing that Disney can't tell you, right? They can't tell you that, you know, if you, if you save Spaceship Earth for when you're leaving the park or if you, um, if you go to Living with the Land right after you do Soarin' in the morning, yeah. um, you know, or, or you know, before 11 a.m., that there's not going to be a line. You don't really need a Fast Pass for it. Yeah. Or for Beauty and the Beast, you know, if you show up 10 minutes in advance, which you pretty much have to anyway with Fast Pass Plus, you'll still get a seat. Yeah. You know, they, they can't tell you that, right? Okay. Now, my biggest frustration, and Alan, you will probably find this when you go over, is this three strikes and you're out thing. So you get three Fast Passes that you can pre-book in the morning or 180 days out or whatever. And it's great, and it works brilliantly. And you go, you do that, brilliant, that works, do that, great. Then you've got rid of all three, and the next thing you know, you're at the back of the Magic Kingdom. I'm stood by Dumbo, and for me to go and get another Fast Pass, I've now got to walk all the way back down to somewhere like Filler Magic, which is about the closest one, I think, now. Yep. And then I have to go and stand in a queue in order to go to the front of the queue to book another Fast Pass. Yes, you have to queue to queue. And yeah. then, it's like fast pass and then, plus. And then, well, yeah, and then, it's plus <laughs> T-shirts, I'm telling you. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, hang on a second, what's going on here? Why have I suddenly? And then I can't book this time, and then I can't do this, and this happens here. What, what do you know the reason behind why Disney haven't quite got to the grips with being able to add additional fast passes via the, the Magic 
Disney experience. Out I have I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is that it's two completely separate front end systems that they built. Right. That interact with the reservation system on the back end, okay. and that they're, they're somehow uh, either incompatible, like you can't. There's no way to adapt one to the other. Um, or that it's so uh, amazingly complicated or expensive that yeah. Disney just realizes or thinks it's not worth it. Right. Because yeah. that's the only frust- thing I find so frustrating about my Magic Plus. But that's what I, would, that's what I tell people. So, uh, so you can't book any more Fast Passes until you use your original three yeah. or, or your three expire. Which means if you, one of your three original choices is Fantasmic, you can't book any other Fast Passes no. at the studios for the rest of the day. Now, there's like six things to do at the studios, so... It's it's not like that's a you're missing a whole lot, but you know at the Magic Kingdom if you were to book, you know wishes or the evening parade, um, that would mean that you couldn't do you couldn't use any of the fast passes. So we generally tell people yep. not to to do that. And the other thing that we we've sort of been studying is when fast passes are likely to run out at every attraction. So if we tell you if we tell you for example, Alan, don't get a fast pass for Fantasmic as one of your original three, but mm-hmm. you know pick one up around one p.m. Yeah. and you'll you know the, the odds are they'll still be available. You'll still have to queue up in advance, but you know you won't be shut out, and you'll get to use FastPass Plus for the rest of the day. You know, in the morning right. at the park. That's that's good advice. The, um, so the thing we've been tracking is sort of when FastPasses run out at typical crowd levels, and then at, at all the attractions. And again, that through if you go back to the lines app, as I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. there's actually something on there which is the FastPass Plus availability time, which tells you that information as well. So right, and we actually have uh, we actually have tables now that uh, that we're we're coming yep. out with. With for lines and then in the book that'll tell you for this particular you know day this is when we think fast passes are going to run out for this attraction. Generally, oh, nothing's going to run out before you know one o'clock. And yeah. uh, as much every time we have Len on, I have to, I reiterate this because people still people listen to this and will go rubbish. There's no way in a million years we can work <laughs> that out. No way, it's a lie. And yeah. I, I cannot reiterate enough just how accurate it is, and it genuinely works. Genuinely works. We have our bad days, but uh, but generally speaking, it's it. Well, number one, it's going to be way better than you're going to do by yourself. Oh, yeah. Without shadow, sure. Yeah, it, genuinely, I find that it makes a massive difference to the way that yeah. I saw the parks and, and the amount of times I, uh, how long I stand in line. So, yeah, we've got uh, so uh, so lines. The app is actually the highest rated app on uh, both iTunes and Google Play for Disney World. Even wow. more, uh, even higher rated than uh, Disney's my, my Disney experience. <laughs> they must be so pleased. They're, I'm sure they're chuffed at that. <laughs> Good job, guys. Have they not offered um, to buy it out yet? Not yet. No. It's yeah. uh, it's no, an interesting. It's an interesting thought. They can't but, buy uh, it out because then they'll they'll change all the wait times to the wait times they want it to be, rather than the ones that they're supposed to be. It'll never work. We've got uh, so in the last year we've had 132,000 subscribers to the site, wow. so five million users of the free tools. Wow. So it's uh, a oh. it's fairly large, and, and we're getting a lot of good input from people. And we're yeah. like so we've got people who whose job it is to be in the parks every day. Uh, and they use the tools every day. We make sure that they work. So, I mean, like I said, it's not perfect, but um, it's it's very good. Saying I've just got the wrong job. Yeah, <laughs> you you say that until <laughs> until something goes wrong. So, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our guy, in, our guy in Disneyland, his name is Guy. He was testing a touring plan on Monday. They kept him in there till I think he was done at midnight. He worked a fifteen-hour day. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's Disney in Disneyland, so there were fifteen hours. You know. Their worst jobs. There but, are uh, worst jobs, indeed. Yeah. That's like Adam when he was queuing for Ratatouille the Raid. Oh, man. Oh, what do you think of that? It's brilliant. Absolutely Is it? brilliant. Love it. 
It yeah. looks amazing. It's brilliant. It, it, it but I queued two How many hours are you in the queue? Just two, it's two and a bit hours, I think I queued for it. Oh, that's not even... In comparison, the, it's not. Uh, but there was one day that I turned up on the Sunday and uh, they Disneyland had given um, all of the French unions free tickets for the Sunday for that weekend. Is, and isn't I turned like everyone up. in France? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and I turned up because I was going to go ride it again first thing in the morning and I could not get in the, into La Place de Remy because the queue for the actual attraction itself had reached something like four and a half hours. There was like a, an hour queue just to get to the fast passes. Um, it was absolutely insane. But the attraction's phenomenal. It really is. And I could have queued shorter. I could have gone on a single rider queue and not queued as long. But um, I wanted to experience the queue line, you know, as we all do, because we're all that sad. Um, and, and so I, I did the queue line for two and a half hours. But it's brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Two and a half. Is that the longest you've ever waited for a Disney uh, attraction? No, I think I've waited for probably longer than that. Really? I, oh. I may have waited longer for Soarin' once, I think. I was going to say, Soarin's always been ridiculous. Yeah, I think I... I also waited no time at all for Soarin'. I remember being in the park the day they tested that. They were doing guest preview testing. Oh. And there was a queue, and I went, I'm just going to join this queue. And they took us through the back entrance, and we got onto Soarin' during sort of pre-testing. So, there Excellent. you go. I've also the... the shortest for Soarin'. That's not bad. I waited four and a half hours to meet Anna and Elsa last year. Oh, oh, oh wow. You My daughter wanted to. So. Uh, that's one big Frozen fan. Yeah, actually, yeah. you know, I left. She she stayed in, in line <laughs> the in, the entire four and a half hours. But it was funny. The uh, the parents all around us would w formed like a little support group, and each of us would take turns standing <laughs> with the kids. And it. then somebody would bring back you know waters, and somebody would bring back snacks. I this brought hot like back hot dogs. Tag team queuing. I love it. It was. It was. <laughs> you know, people Shifts. would run to the bathrooms and come back, and it was, and it was, it was great. Fabulous. It was a lot of fun. That's brilliant. It, it, it's, it's a question about Elsinana then. Obviously, you're, you're tracking the queue lengths and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Has the um, popularity of Frozen died off in terms of that meet and greet? A little bit. It's not as crazy as it was when it uh, when it first started, where you know you would have the five-hour wait times, but it's consistently two hours now, you know, an hour or two hours. Right, okay. Wow. And have they given up on the idea that there was doing a, a queuing sort of deli counter system where you'd pull a ticket out? Yeah, it's uh, it's all it's uh, it's pretty much Fast Pass Plus only right now. The um, They'll they'll let you queue, um, but they for standby. But there's you know, they're really sort of dissuaded. There's actually cast members out there actively uh, telling you that the wait is going to be you know, could be potentially much longer than than what's being shown. Right. Employed oh, to go. tell people to go away. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Your job today exactly. is to point with two fingers to another attraction. Sorry. Can I just ask one other quick question as well? Talking about new attractions and long queues. Um, mm. Seven Doors Mine Train. Um, consistently, when I was there last summer, 75, 80 minute wait, no fast yep. passes available. Has that improved? No, that's that's exactly it. And that's one of the things I actually don't like about Fast Pass Plus um, is that uh, you know I'm not the I'm not the kind of person who's going to get up at 6 a.m. to to get online to get reservations yeah. for a roller coaster yeah. six months from now. Yeah. Number one, I I generally don't plan trips six months in advance. That's more like six hours in advance. <laughs> But uh, so I, I really don't like that aspect of it because they're all gone. Same thing with be our guest, you know. Yeah. Uh, there, there, there's something to be said for the, your willingness to show up early and just wait in line, and I, I think that's what's missing in the new fast pass system. Yeah, so that's generally the new part. Um, but in, the thing I like is and we have, I have a teenager now, and she sleeps until you know she would sleep until 10 a.m. Uh, on any given day, especially on vacation, if I let her. So, you know, I. In, in previous years when we went and if we couldn't be in the parks 
you know, I could be in, be in the parks until 11 a.m. All the fast passes for Toy Story Mini are gone. Yeah. All the good times are gone for Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. But now I can, you know, pick them in advance, and, and that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, there's things, that, there's things I like and things I don't like about it. I, as people from us from the UK, we obviously planning sort of usually well in advance. Um, I know people who have planned their holidays up to three years in advance. Wow. Um, so Hello. I, I did mine <laughs> a year because that was the earliest I could book my tickets. And obviously I'm, I'm waiting for all the countdown dates, 180 days, 60 days, etc. Yep. Um, as, as an American, do you find that you're doing more of a last minute thing as in, okay, we'll go to the parks this weekend. Ah, fast pass choices limited. I think I think most most people uh, are booking their trips six to eight weeks out. That's sort of like the sweet spot. You get the the people who are planners that we see every day. You know, yeah. they're booking a year in yeah. advance. But I, I actually got a, a phone call yesterday from one of my daughter's uh, school friend's mother, and this was Tuesday. She said they're leaving. They're going to Disney World on Friday, and she wanted to know what she needed to know. To visit yeah. Disney World. <laughs> wow. How about not going? I'm like, not going yeah. might be an option for wow. you. Wow. <laughs> so you know, no reservations, no tickets, staying off site. You know, just no preparation whatsoever. And I mean, she she'll go and she'll have you know she'll have fun. But she wanted to. Um, you know, she thought that if she showed up around 11 and stayed until 11 p.m., you know, she'd be able to see everything in the park in a, in a day. And I said you might not even get in at 11. Yeah. You know, right, it could, yeah. could could conceivably be co- on Good Friday. Could conceivably be closed. Um, so that was sort of an astonishment uh, to her. But uh, I had to walk her through the, the process of signing up for My Disney Experience and then uh, creating uh, accounts for all of the people. She had eight, eight people going with her. Wow. And we, yep. spent, we spent about 90 minutes on the phone just setting this stuff up. Wow. It was interesting. That's um, something I've just remembered to sort of mention. Yeah. Um, choosing your, the color of your magic band. Yes. Like, as, as simple a task as it is, my brother... He went last year, and he sort of got his magic bands when he got there. He got a nice shade of grey. Four of them got grey. Nice. And I said, "Well, did you not choose the colour?" He said, oh, "I didn't no, think okay. we could, being in the UK." Yeah. And it because was... in the UK we choose the colours, but we don't get the magic bands until we arrive at the resort. Oh, that's something else. I'm gonna wait. You, you just wound me up there. My other Disney thing. Right. Okay. We don't get the magic bands. We oh. have to collect them at the reception desk. Mm-hmm. Yep. However, I booked via the phone because that's, I'm, I lost my code. Yeah. Um, for my PhotoPass Plus, or was it Memory Maker? Yeah, Memory Maker. No, yeah. Um, it cost me—I can't remember how many dollars it was. A lot. Plus twenty-five dollars postage and packaging. And I was like, plus postage and packaging? Oh, maybe that's for sending the CD out, or you know, maybe it's. I've seen someone had a like a USB stick. Yeah. Online, I thought, oh well, maybe they're right. going to send that out USB. after the holidays. No, they sent me the credit card-shaped PhotoPass <gasps> card. And you paid twenty-five dollars for it. Twenty-five dollars for a plastic credit card <laughs> with a number printed oh. on it. Wow, oh, you were had. I was like, really? No way. It was like it was FedEx. I was like, that could have just been emailed. It didn't. Yeah, need that <laughs> yeah, just give it the code. <laughs> Do you want to yeah. talk resorts then, Alan? That's the next thing you want, we wanted to sort of cover, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, obviously, when you stop on site, you seem to get a preferential treatment with the Magic, my Magic Plus. Yeah. Um, in terms of the access to the fast passes, etc. Um, yeah. Is is the do you think Disney's plan is to try and 
force people to stop on property or are they sort of still open to everyone but not as much well it's quite clear that they have created this need for people to stay on site if they want to get the best access to dining they want to get the best access to fast passes mm-hmm. I, I know we had um, previously Chris when he was a, a host with the, with the podcast he spent about two weeks early in the morning he would get up go online and he was desperate to get fast passes to go and see El Shanana with his kids and at 30 days in because he was stopping off property he just couldn't get access right um, every every morning he would be on I think it was five o'clock in the morning here he was online sort of refreshing his screen constantly <laughs> as you do and he just couldn't get there and unfortunately when he went I don't think he even got to see them I think he went to the um, Hollywood Studios sing-along thing instead um, but to me that sort of suggests that Disney are, you know you've, you've got the best chance of doing anything if you are a non-property guest mm. Yeah, for things like for things like Anna and Elsa, for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, for anything that's new, the um, the advantage that you get by having being sixty days out is uh, is is huge. I mean, it, it they they may release uh, certain fast passes at uh, at thirty days, but uh, you know if you, if you consider that the the package cancellation date is is what forty five days out, right? That's when final payment is due. Yeah, you're you're still not outside guests still aren't aren't within that window, so you're still not able to take advantage of anybody who's canceling their trip. Yeah, right. Um, yes, yeah, so that that's that's super difficult. Still, so, and I, I think it's gonna you know it's gonna be like that for for forever. That you know, Disney Disney wants you to stay on site. Yeah, and, and and to be fair, that's that's where I would normally end up going. Um, however, this is the other thing about this Magic Band thing, which I haven't experienced yet, but this is what I'm starting to think about. I like to do resort hopping. I like to go from one <sighs> resort to the next one. Yeah, yeah that's hard. Now, more and more of the park, not parks, hotels are starting to fence off the pools, and I believe you need to gain access with a Some resort are, with a magic band. Yeah. I think Beach Club was one of the first to do it, weren't they? Yeah, that's because the the uh, Stormlight Bay is so popular. But uh, Art of Animation, same thing. You uh, you have to be staying there to use the pool, and they've uh, they've uh, uh, magic banded it so you. You need that to uh, to get in. Yeah, and yeah. Um, when we I went to the Animal Kingdom Lodge years ago, um, the villas had just opened up, mm-hmm. and I was like following it online. I was like, oh wow, look at the the pool! It looks there's like more kids stuff. It looks more fun. It's a nice pool. Yeah. And um, as I walked over there, luckily someone hadn't quite shut the gate in front of me, um, and the magnetic strip hadn't shut it up. So I walked in, had a quick look around, and you know it did look fun. There was more activities. Mm. It seemed to be a bit more. Um, like holiday camp fun, if, if if that makes sense, um, guests being sort of organised into into games, you know, pool volleyball or stuff like that. It seemed to be a bit more fun. But over at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, it seemed a bit more relaxed and, yeah. and calm. But that's obviously wristband is going to prevent me having a bit more nosy around other resorts. It's true, and I think the Polynesian, uh, when the DVC stuff is fully open, they're going to have their own pool that may or may not be. I've I've heard it's going to be gated as well, so right. there'll be a special DVC pool. No, that, that can change. I mean, Disney can change their mind there, but yeah, I think the the new thing is that uh, the DVC, uh, the DVC and the the super premium pools will all be uh, uh, gated, and it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, you're paying you're paying extra to stay there. You don't want yeah. people just wandering in. You're paying double extra. 
That looks right. So yeah, speaking of uh, animation, I was I was writing this up for the uh, for the unofficial guide. Did you realize that uh, that Disney has four categories of value resort now? So if you think about right? the pricing they scheme, do, yeah, yeah, the pricing. I mean, yeah, uh, think about it. Yeah, All Stars are the cheapest, and then Pop, and then <laughs> animation, and then the suites. And but even within the wow. suites, there's the cheaper sort of music suites, and then the more expensive art animation art animation suites. So really, there's actually five categories of, of value room. <laughs> That's true. It's, it's crazy. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Wow. I was um I was out running with them some some of my friends and talking about sort of the categories of hotels, deluxe and sort of well I, I was calling them budget at the time value budget doesn't sound the right Disney term. No. Right. And um like even down to sort of the dining plan you've got dining plan you've got premium dining plan you've got a platinum dining platinum. plan yeah and it's like you always pushed to get some, something slightly better or you feel like you've got to it's like getting sort of the entry level Rolex watch you don't want that one you want the next one up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I see what you mean um, but yeah so My Magic Plus do you think it's a hit or a miss? I think it depends on who you are if you're staying in a resort and you're planning on staying at Disney Resorts for years I think it's a hit minus the, the issue with having three passes and wanting more uh, I think if you're staying off property, um, maybe you've got a villa, or you're staying in a hotel and international drive, something like that. I don't think it is necessary because I think it's harder and it makes your life harder in order to to obtain the fast passes that you want. I don't know what you think, though. Uh, it it uh, it depends. I'm sort of still on the fence about it. The thing that the thing that I I, I have trouble grasping with the whole project. Isn't the you know the moving to the internet or the changes to the fast pass rules? I can I can wrap my head around all of yeah. that. It's the 1.5 billion dollars that they spent. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of money. I I I have trouble trying to grant uh, to rationalize the benefit compared to the cost. Like you know, if you'd have told me it's you know 350 million dollars, I'd have been like, well, okay, you know, yeah. long term operational improvements. You know, they, that's they really card and paper printing. Yeah, I can, you know, I can, you know, but you know, but four times that amount. Yeah. You know, and and you know, I've heard stories. It could be two billion dollars when everything is said and done, because you notice they haven't rolled it out to any other park yet. No. Yeah. Um, and so doing that, obviously, you know, they're gonna they're gonna come across things that um, maybe they assumed in Walt Disney World that uh, isn't true in Disneyland or Disneyland Paris or Hong Kong or Shanghai. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you're when you're at two billion dollars, what did we get for two billion dollars? Uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, you know, that's that's hard. Um, so we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I might have a different opinion five years from now. But uh, you know, I think in, in at least in Walt Disney World, it's here to stay. I've heard stories that they're they're looking to expand it, and I think now they're around. They're, at least this week, they're giving out a fourth fast pass. And I've heard the long term trend is they want it. They want you to be able to do um, ten fast pass things a day. Literally well, schedule right. your entire day. Everything will have a reservation time. <laughs> it's just all these people walking on these specific routes. So, yeah, exactly. oh, sorry, I can't follow you. I'm going this way. Like, actually, as daft as it sounds, that is what I'm doing at the moment. It, 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 you can have cast members with iPads in the middle of the park. Excuse me, sir, you seem to be walking in the wrong direction. Um, according <laughs> yeah. to this, you're supposed to be walking this way. Yeah. I've Because um, I've, I've got my ADRs, which I did six months ago. Sure. Or near enough that. How, how many per day? Oh. Um, one one ADR per day. 
okay. generally because I'm only on the the normal dining plan. Okay. I went, we upgraded from the quick service, um, so I've got my my main one sorted out. And then when I chose my fast pass, it was like, oh, hang on, this is starting to clash here. I need to right. make sure one I can get to the restaurant at the right time because yeah. if you if you're late, I have had cast members snarl at me before. Yep. So I want to make sure I'm on the ride, off the ride, in the queue for the restaurant. And then I'm, I want to go to different resorts. So I need to be finished out of a park at the right time to be able to do the transport, to go back yeah. to the hotel, to get changed, to go back out. And it is a major planning expedition. Yes, yeah, so you've got, uh, you've got uh, three fast passes plus your ADR. So there's four things right there. Yeah. If, you, uh, yeah. if, you, if you count a, you know, a visit to a bar or a lounge or something at a resort, mm. you're, you're halfway there. You're halfway to Disney's yeah. total already. Yeah. I'm um, going to... Well, one of the things I wanted to do was I've, I've got a restaurant booked at Ohana. Oh, you're going to go see the uh, Trader Sam's while you're there? I thought I'll go to Trader Sam's afterwards. Oh, why not? But why then not I've now found out that after 8 o'clock it's for 21-year-olds and all over. I've got two kids with me, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. So be fine. Right, Leave okay. them in the lobby. They'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, you play with the flower garlands. Yeah, you'll yeah. be fine. Don't play with so, those. You'll be fine, kids. Off you go. No. But so, for example, I can get in at four o'clock with my kids, apparently. Yeah. Yes. So that means I've got to leave. My plan was Animal Kingdom in that day. Oh, uh, you'll be done with Animal Kingdom. Actually, you'll be done with the studios by 11 a.m. So just uh, head over to the Polynesian. That's true. <laughs> People just go into the studios these days for a walk around. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm frankly I'm kind of amazed that they're able to get a hundred bucks for it, and there's not rioting in the streets. Yeah, you know, true. after, after yeah. people wander around and realize, you know, it's noon and we're done. <laughs> well, that was one of the things when I didn't book last year because of the amount of construction that was going on. I thought, well, I'll go this year, and then the construction's rolling on; it's getting worse. Um, there's attractions closing in Epcot, and now Pirates of the Caribbean's going to be down when I get there. Oh, I know you're so happy about that. Yeah, I can't there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that's closed in um, in well, a lot of stuff in uh, April and then a little bit more in May. But yeah, they're getting ready for summer. Pirates is a, is a long way. It's what made it September. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just to swap boats out. I mean, there's a lot of what I heard is there's a lot of uh, infrastructure yeah. within there that that desperately needs um, yeah. replacing. So a lot of parts yeah. that are worn and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But yeah, fast passes hadn't haven't. Well, not fast pass. My Magic Plus is adding an extra element of headaches to make my life at the moment. But it'll be fine because once it'll you go to grips with it, it'll all be good. That's right. my Easter weekend sorted out. I'm going to be planning and printing. <laughs> so we're going to be doing right. Well, I think we'll we'll call that a day then, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you again once again, well, for joining us for another Disney Brit Bite Side. Hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully, it's given you a bit more of an insight into uh, how my Magic Plus works and uh, Fast Pass Plus and the headaches that it's going to give you. Um, thank you, of course, to our sponsors, which is Orlando Attraction Tickets. You can visit them at www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk. And uh, if you want to follow us, if you want to follow Len, you need to go to Len, which is uh, at touringplans.com. So thank you, Len, for joining us. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Alan. Not a problem. No problem. Yeah. Toyinplans.com. Go over there. Wonderful stuff. Honestly, you even fax us stuff for you. Look at that. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you want to follow us any uh, on any other of the social media sites we've got, you can facebook.com forward slash Disney Brit Podcast. Also, go to twitter.com and you'll find us at Disney Brit. You'll find Len at Touring Plans as well. And um, you'll be able to follow us all over there if you haven't done that yet. Of course, we are on iTunes. If you've not uh, sent us a review on iTunes yet, please go and do that. That would be wonderful and tell the people about uh, all of the bits and pieces that we've been up to. Alan, 
Next is yes. Brit, which is next week. Do you want to explain slightly about what this is going to be? Because um, it's a little bit of a change up to usual. Yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to start to do park overviews. So if you've not been to the Magic Kingdom for the past 20 years, we're going to give you an up-to-date guide on what's happening, what the best things are to do, how to deal with your fast pass, ADRs, etc. Um, what rides are going to be closed over the course of the summer so you'll be able to know what to be disappointed about as well. Yeah, so um, a lot of stuff. And if, if you've got any tips that you want to pass on, send them in, email us in at radio at disneybrit.com or even tweet up Adam yes. at DisneyBrit. Thank you for telling us about the email address. That was my next thing. That's cool. Yeah, we are doing the, that Magic Kingdom overview. So if you've got anything you want to add to that, then please do. Radio at DisneyBrit.com and we'll include all of those things on our Facebook page as well. There's all sorts of questions and things going on there at the moment. People are commenting on, which we'll be using as part of that show as well. So please do go and interact with everything over there. The whole point is the shows are for you, um, not for us, because we're the ones that are creating them. Um, so we want to make sure that they're useful for you. So again, any feedback, any comments, any questions, anything send that to radio at disneybrit.com as well is that everything yeah pretty much it is right in that case it's time for the long-winded in outro music that everybody loves so much that apparently this is the favorite bit of the entire show so uh we'll see you next week so then see ya <laughs>